Campfire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. First off, Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preference, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40N News update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. In addition to all this, you can get monthly swag bags. So what are you waiting for? Get over there. If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go to the link in this episode's description or go through our link tree and go check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with fantastic designs by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hare. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level, so get over there and join the fun. And now to this week's guest. On this week's episode, I had the absolute pleasure of catching up with one of my oldest and dearest friends. Mark Steele is a writer, a brilliant musician, and a bit of an amateur philosopher. He's the guy that I spent my 20s trying to make sense of the world with. This time around, I got to speak with him about UFOs, occult curses, and communing with the dead. All colored by the circuitous and truly unique path that he's taken through life. Any of you who have stories of the paranormal that you'd like to share with us, just shoot us a DM on Instagram or drop us a line at contact at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. We can't wait to hear your stories. And with that... Let's get right into it. So, tell me your story. Um, you got a lot of stories in this family. One of the first stories I heard was, what is it, light as a, light as a feather, stiff as a board? Right. Oh, my mom was the one who was light as a feather. Right? And so, that happened, she floated back down. Friends were all creeped out. Ah, she's a weirdo. <laughs> um... What, what, what she's told me is that in Indiana, I'm not going to say the family's name, but okay. they were uh, uh, entwined in the occult. They were either witches or, you know what I mean? They were, right. they were into non-Christian activity. Right. <clears throat> anyway, she's also said that at some point, that people had told her that she had been chosen to be sacrificed and she was never sacrificed after that that might have transferred on to us after we were born because she had been diagnosed with cancer had a big chunk of her service taken out and told us she'd never have children again or children right then the, the, the circuit grew back she's we're mutants you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but either we're mutants or it's witchcraft or I don't I don't know it was never supposed to happen I'm not supposed to right but that's that's always been like 
basically the folklore behind the family. Like that's that's like it's like you don't talk about it, but like yeah, some of some of the family was maybe witches. Okay. Maybe they talked about crazy shit like that. So you've just kind of gone through life then knowing that like or under the you know just having a small inkling that like you and your siblings might be the result of some dark force. Maybe, but that wasn't until that wasn't until later because the beginning of my life, the, how we started out, my dad was in. We were evangelical preachers, kid. You right. Know? We moved around. Dad was a preacher. Yeah. Um, we did went to different churches. He did youth ministries and adult ministries, you know, like jobs in churches. You know. Right. So like we moved all around the country doing that. Like I remember, it was like '96. We moved to. It's outside of Fort Peck, Montana, on a, on an Indian reservation. We lived on a youth camp property for a winter and a, or like a, a, a fall before the winter, the winter, the spring, the fall, the winter, and then moved into a farm of, of a churchgoer. There, Dale and Cindy Anderson. Um, so that was like ninety ninety seven. Yeah. Lindywood, Montana. So spiritual spiritual events were maybe maybe a norm for us when we were children because like we we went around to all these different communities and we were going through all these different churches where spirituality is, is like the precipice. Right. It is like the center of of what they are about. And these are like the extreme the extreme, right? Yeah, there's like, uh, like Pentecostal churches, like living on on Indian reservations, like going and doing kind of crazy things. When you go back and think about it, but <clears throat> this is about like the, the stranger thing, the stranger thing. Like, like when we were in Montana, the first time I remember waking up and not knowing where I had been. I woke up on the sidewalk outside the house about to walk into the street. And I, I just remember looking up and look, look, looking and searching for things in the sky. And I, I was so scared I pissed my hand. Whoa. And I, I, ever since I'm a kid, I, I, I have a, I have a, I have, I have a phobia of needles. Right. I, I'm intensely scared of needles, of hypodermic needles. Um, but I'm also, I've also been like incredibly, intensely phobic of like alien. And and the, the experience I was I was telling you about when I was in Florida. When I was 15, it, I always thought it was more, it seemed more cultish, like, like family had been, had been uh, active in the occult. But the more I think of it, the more it sounds, I don't know, I don't know if it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't sound fair to, 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 to label it as, as such as either of them. I don't know. Okay. The 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 the, the, 
the experience I, I had told you about. Uh, I was 15, it was, I think it was 2005. And it was either 2005, 2000, I think it was 2005. My uncle Rick and I, we, we drove down to Jacksonville, Florida from Muncie. Yeah. And uh, we got there and we were working on uh, uh, an apartment that he owned. Uh, uh, repainting, cleaning it up because like, uh, he had evicted some of the tenants. And I don't know, I just, I was cleaning, I was cleaning the place up. I went and stayed with my aunt and her husband. He's, uh, my aunt is my, my dad's sister and then Nick, my uncle. Okay. And, uh, uh Debbie, Debbie was like, like, she's like the picture of like, like the most social butterfly. Like she's like, she's like the life of the party, right? Right. Deb, Deb's, Deb's like the best. Deb's the best. And so, like, while I was there, she, it was, it was getting ready to be my birthday. So, yeah, I was, I was 15, getting ready to turn 16. And we drove down there. I did that job. He gave me a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and got to go stay with my aunt Deb. And she took me out to this place called The Landing on, on the waterfront in Jacksonville and, like, like fucking fresh, Fresh fish, sushi, fucking like the best shit you can get in town. Like fucking upscale shit, fucking pan. Like it was just like it was such a great time, and like <clears throat> so I'm working with Rick. Uh, one night I come back. It was a couple of days after my birthday, but uh, I'm back after working and painting. And I go to sleep and. I don't know, I want to say it was around three, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And I wake up and I'm about, I'm about two feet off of the bed. And I'm like, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And I'm just like flat as a board, face first. And I f fall back into the, into the bed. And I, I, I immediately turn around and I, I'm looking and there's like a, there's like seven figures who look look like they're all cloaked. It's seven dark hooded figures standing around my bed, and they're all just looking at me, and I'm frozen in the middle of my bed. And from and from the floor up, they all just dissolve. They're gone. And I'm just, uh, I'm just shocked. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. And I, just, I, I, I go back. I, I, I like this dream. Go back to sleep. And I wake up the next day. I have a rash all all across my chest. Intense rash, itching. Just crazy just like what the fuck and I, I spent the whole day in the shower just pouring hot water on myself because that's the only thing that could make the itching stop the, 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 it took Benadryl like all I could do was stay in the shower all day and pour hot water on myself so the itching stopped and that's 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 the experience that I was telling you about. dude that story is wild like, so I've, I've never, 
I don't know. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's weird. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't you don't talk about it, right? I told my mom about it. I told her I was going to tell you about it for um, this podcast. Well, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, yeah, you you know my mom. Like, she's a religious woman. Yeah, but like she's like, yeah, that that sounds like some of the things that's happened to me during my life. So maybe what do you... we are maybe we are batshit insane, or, or or maybe maybe we're not. Yeah, maybe. I'd maybe. rather believe that I'm not. But... Right, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I mean. <laughs> So I, I, I'm realistic enough to be like, yeah, I might be batshit crazy. Right. You at but, least know it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's yeah that that's always stayed with me. That's like when you we said if you ever had like any kind of paranormal uh, experience, I'm like, well, have I? And I think back and like that that's the stick one. out in my right. mind. Yeah. Pow. There's another one. Uh, you remember the DeSoto house that we used to live in? Okay, real quick before you move on. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, the figures that were around your bed, right? Yeah. Now, obviously you've been living with this for 15 years, roughly. Yeah, that's like, yeah, not exactly. Yeah, this is time span. Okay, so what do you, what do you think that was? I don't know. Well, my mom always said that um, her family told her that she was chosen and she was supposed to have been uh, sacrificed, basically. And right. she wasn't. And it was a big disruption. And people had been after her and fucked with her ever since. Hmm. And, like, like, being in Indiana, like, she no longer lives in Indiana. I'm not going to say where she lives. Right. But, like, she's not there anymore because like it's just the energy there is so weird people just attach themselves to her. like she can't get away from from just I don't know I just some kind of magnetism that she has with the people there like psychic vampires yeah well I mean yes yeah I mean I believe I've met people that fit that description in Absolutely. the vicinity of Muncie Indiana yes yeah local business owners even you know yeah. and it's like mm-mm. no my mom my mom's basically the opposite of that she's like a psychic uh i don't know she's like she enriches the land she's yes. she's uh, she's terraforming you know what i mean yeah I would, only she, she's just terraforming in the name of god which is I, it's great that's great I love yeah it. I, I mean i would say that describes your mother perfectly in my but experience. yeah, oh, she's like, she, yeah. People used to call her Mother Karita. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean that uh, makes so much sense to me. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it always made sense to me too. It's like Mother Karita. Uh, she's. Just, they used to call her the Angel of Death too because <laughs> so many people were they they were just so comfortable with her. She did hostage. Yeah. And they would just be like, "Oh, Karita, thanks for being here," right. <laughs> and they're gone. Yeah. This is like she's seen hundreds and hundreds of people just exit the world. That's heavy. I know. She works at the VA now. Yeah. Oh man. And she still sees people in hospice <laughs> exiting the world. She was just telling me the other uh just two days ago she got off a ship 
She's like, yeah, right before I left, old boy decided to go. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you're still doing it. Man. I mean, if there's anyone that I've ever known that is suited for that kind of work, though, it, it's her, right? Right. Like, Dude. just being around her makes makes you feel better. Right. It's like she has this, this, this way of comforting people. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, she brought our granddad home. I literally was I was just outside the room when he died. I watched him die. Like, before he died, he called me in. He's like, Marky, Marky, I want to talk to you. And it's like, he's talking to Mark. And I am Mark. Right. But I'm named after his son, right? Yeah. And so I think he was having a conversation with his son when he had a conversation with him. Okay. And my mom, whose name is Karita, <clears throat> it's Karita, he named her after his mom. And so he's having a conversation with his mom and his son, with my my mom and me. Right. You're like placeholders in his mind. Right. Yeah. But after a, after a, like a couple of minutes, he, he like realized that he was talking to the wrong people, and he realized who we were almost immediately. Like, oh, right. Sorry. But the second story I wanted to tell you was a story I used to live in the room that he died in. Okay. And I swear that I had conversations with him about my brother. And he was warning me about how there was an entity loose, like, within our family that was trying to manipulate us and control one of our brothers. Okay. And it's, it's just, like... I think I, I might be insane. I've taken a lot of LSD <laughs> in my life. But, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And maybe that just gets you closer to reality. Maybe. Right. Maybe you're more... Well, I think LSD definitely raises your sensory perception. Yeah, absolutely. Like... Okay, so these conversations that you had with your grandfather, like, how often was this going on for you? Um... I stayed there over a period. It was over the winter. Uh, we were squatting, actually. The, the bank had foreclosed on the house. I've been writing, actually. Um, Tales, Tales from Campbell Creek is the name of the album we were trying to write. But um, <clears throat> um, we had been squatting there for months and months. And over the winter, uh, we were staying there. And it was over a course of like three or four months that I was staying there and like, Sobering up, not really doing anything, just staying there. Yeah. And like basically having these conversations with my grandfather. And you were having them pretty consistently over that period of time? Yeah, because I would I would stay in and I would stay in the room. And right. I would like stay pretty close to like that relative vicinity. Like I was, I was I was sleeping just like three feet away from where he died. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the first time, the first time that I had the conversation, and it made me feel like a schizo because I was hearing, it was like hearing voices in your head, but like, it was, I could have sworn it was my granddad and he was telling me to watch out for my youngest brother. And he was like, look, he's, he's, he's got a monkey on his back. He's got a demon on his shoulder and they're trying to run him. They're trying to run him down. Man, that also makes a lot of sense. 
yeah, and a lot of stuff has happened since then, and like we've come a long way. And but like a lot of things that, uh, like a lot of the conversations that I had with either myself or this this entity, this entity of my grandfather, is, like a lot of the shit came true. Right. It was like I don't know, and it, but at the same time, I've like. Every time some kind of major life event happens, like forecast, it's like I forecast, like uh, 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 unbeknownst to myself, I I, I I make statements about things that are that are going to happen, and they come true. Okay. Sometimes I know. Sometimes I know what I'm doing. Sometimes. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's such a weird thing. First time it ever happened to me was freshman year high school. No, so, sophomore year high school? Chase Wilson and I. This is when we met each other. We hated each other. Uh, we uh, had a geography class together. Okay. And, and, and the teacher... Uh, the teacher was pregnant. And at the same time as she was uh, told she was pregnant, her, 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 her husband was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. Wow. Um, like for a couple of months, it was, you know, it was kind of a thing. I was asleep in class one day, and I don't know, one of the, one of the other teachers or something, I don't know what it was, it was, they were talking about... Well, at least he'll still be here to see the baby. And I was asleep in class, and all I know is I woke up immediately, sat up straight in my desk, and said, He ain't gonna fucking see that baby. I looked her dead in the eye, and then went, laid down and went right back to sleep. And Chase was right there. He saw, he saw the fucking same fucking thing. Wow. And I did that. I, I, I Like, I remember doing it. But there's no rhyme or reason for it. Right. It's just something that something that has happened, and and he died a week a week before the baby was born. That's crazy. Now, do you think you were just being like a nasty asshole teenager when he said that, or do I would you? Lo- I w- yes, I want I want to say that. I want to say I was being just a nasty asshole fucking pe- teenager being a fucking piece of shit right. saying something mean to a teacher. Right. I don't know why I said it. But do you think there was something else behind it? Like, do you think... Well, did you think you knew the, it was true when you said it? it? Yeah. I okay. felt like it was true when I said it and it was compulsory. Like, right. I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't say it because I wanted to say it. It just... I just said it. I didn't have any control over it. Right. There was... She was just a teacher. Yeah. Like, like, I just had her class. There was no real, like, feeling towards her. Like, there was freshman or sophomore year, me and Chase would fight, like, argue in the middle of class, talk shit to each other. I had a kid with narcolepsy in class. He'd fall asleep in the middle of fucking answering questions. Like, <laughs> fucking, like, it was just like a regular high school class. Right. <laughs> and it's just like... 
that was that was that was a really weird thing that happened. Yeah, I would say so. And then and then granddad and then granddad dying in the house. And like mom actually bringing him there and, and watching that and then thinking that I'm having conversations with him talking about like my brothers having problems and then like having those problems that we were talking about I'm talking about with like a ghost or like myself or a phantom I don't know you know right. what I mean it's just, it's just weird yeah I'm, I'm all I am is like I'm skeptical I'm cynical yeah I'm, I, 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 I don't believe in myself <laughs> I'm almost nihilistic. Right. I mean, but when shit happens to you, it's hard to, you know, deny its existence, right? Yeah, and like, 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 like the accuracy with which you can say things that, like, you have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. It's no, I don't know. It's, uh, maybe there's something more to it. And that's that's kind of a fearful thing with me in itself. Because like, not I'm not. I've I've gone through so many experiences. I'm not afraid of anything in this in this life and this experience. Yeah. I can't imagine if this if this life carries over to another point. Right. That's that's terrifying. Because there's already been so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like how hard like in 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 my existence now it's like so much easier than the existence of my forefathers right. people in other situations like people in situations now it I've got a cake box and right. that's terrifying yeah right to, to think about how bad it could be yeah yeah because like I can I can I can pick out so many problems that I have right now right you know? it's like uh, if I was in a, in a worse situation I could pick out so many so many more terrifying right. situations yeah, I understand that completely. To think that life could be worse. Yeah. And it can always. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> we could not be having this conference call like connected by a PC right. or a telephone. You know what I mean? We, 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 the infrastructure could break down and we would be reduced to talking to each other via pen and paper. Yeah. And horseback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could happen tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> letters delivered by some guy on a horse and it takes yeah. three months to get from me to you. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Alright, so let's let's pull this. Okay, so yeah, the, yeah. Very, the very first thing that you told me, the story when you were in, I believe you said Wyoming, when you were very young. Was it Wyoming? Oh, um, Montana, maybe. Montana, that's it. Um, when you woke up standing on the sidewalk, Montana, yes. Okay. Yeah. Fort Peck New Year Reservation. So do you do you consider that an an alien encounter? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that after that I was anything on television that that had anything to do to mention about aliens and things like that, I was absolutely Okay. And the needle phobia, right? And the needle phobia. Okay. And you said something interesting. Like, when you came to, you were kind of searching the sky for something? Yeah, yeah. I was looking up and looking... I was looking through the stars, like, trying to, like, find something moving. Okay. 
I was trying to watch like because the stars are fixed. I was right. looking for I was looking for movement. Yeah. Huh. And this is this is back in nineteen ninety-six or seven. Okay. When there's not a lot, of course, in uh, up above, like this is ten miles from the Canadian border in in, in Montana. Right. Like there's n- there's no like satellite airplane activity. Right. There's nothing there. And then the closest thing I can't remember. The name. Just a real big sky. Yeah, it's just a real big sky. That's all you can see is sky. Yeah. You know? Well, if you, there are so few trees. The place is called Plenty Wood because there were plenty of trees. There's plenty of wood to start a fly, fire. Right. And that's how they got the name Plenty Wood, Montana. Wow. And that's right there on the, on the end of the Fort Peck Indian Reservation. So did this sort of um, sleepwalking, did that happen on a like regular basis or did it no okay. no it never happened I never slept on as far as I know interesting no I just woke up outside like in the like right on the sidewalk in the street right and just looking up that's my brother that's gnarly one of my younger brothers Jonathan he at one point on the same street in the same spot had just like walked out in the street in front of a semi and it was almost run over by a semi and just like walked out just like looking up and almost been run over by a semi in the same spot interesting it's fucking weird that's very weird so I don't know so like so like the the maybe a cultist occultish religious experience I've had that's always kind of I, I I was only religious until I was about 13 or 14 Okay. and I was like you know what I'm old enough to think for myself and I don't think this is the way to go right and aliens scared the shit out of me so I mean yeah. I as an adult I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm a nihilist I uh I I I I uh, identify that people's biggest fear in this life, I think, is the void of everything, like like not having any. Right. The void. I think that's what people's biggest fear is, and that's I try to embrace that. So it's like I think that's about as close to nihilism as I can get without claiming. Sure. Because I'm not going to claim any kind of ideology, because. I'm open to changing my mind at yeah. any point that I'm offered new information that points me in a different direction. Yeah. Right. So, obviously, though, that that um, that upbringing, that fundamentalist upbringing, yeah. has definitely colored your view of the world. As the son of a preacher, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dad always told tales of like Nephilim and giants being cast down to Earth. Yes. And their souls residing on Earth and fucking with it. I love those stories. Yeah. I mean, whether they're you know whether it's real or not, I I love those stories. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I think that, like, regardless of whether you believe in you know, the Christian God, the Christian set of beliefs, right? Whether you follow those or not, 
I think that the the stories in the Bible, the biblical stories have been like vastly overlooked as some of the greatest mythology human beings have ever created. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it is right up there with Greek mythology, with Norse mythology. I mean, it's there are some amazing stories. Yeah, it, there are great stories. I grew up with it. Like, every story in the Bible is just... That was that was our upbringing. We learned about the Bible. Right. Like when Dad wasn't preaching in church, he was deriving at sermons home. at home. Yeah. 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 Like uh, he's testing that out on us. So we learned every every everything that like you know Dad could throw at us. And that for me it was like a nine year span. I think. Yeah. He was a preacher, and then he was kind of kicked out of church. But he had a lot of preacher in him, even when I knew him. Right, right. Yeah, well, he still, still does now, but like now he's like, he doesn't like the Bible. You know, is 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 a tool that man has devised. It's got bits of truth in it. It's not the whole truth. There's truth hidden within a lot of untruth. Right. The Bible is devised by man as a means of control, and it's like, holy shit, this is the shit that me and my dad used to fight about. You right. know. We used to talk about this shit. And now we're agreeing on it. Yeah. But only like, only to a certain point. Now he's he's more like, aliens are angels and demons, and right. you know he's got a broader perspective of the whole thing. He he goes from uh, Pentecostal Christianity to like Stargate Christianity. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That actually segues pretty nicely into what do you think the paranormal is? Like, do you mm. think it's one one big source behind all of it? Or well, I, think that, I think that there's one big source behind a bit behind everything. Okay, it's like I don't know, like God exists. It doesn't exist. It's a paradox. Right. Our, our entire existence is paradoxical. And that's that's the only thing. Like, I I can't I can't prove anything about my existence, no matter how hard I try. Like, I tried to like, you know, play music, record music. Like, I tried to. <laughs> I've been I've been through forty forty two or forty four states out of 50 states I've been in a couple of different countries like I'm trying to establish my presence on this earth going around the globe but at the same time I don't know if any of this exists right I, 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 I don't know where I'm going I don't know where I am like this this I, I, I could be in just a box somewhere talking to myself rocking myself back and forth you know what I mean? Yeah, you certainly could be. I've been there before. Who yeah. knows if I'm still there? You know what I mean? Maybe I just broke through this pathway in my brain and just embedded myself. Somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It could always be that. I know exactly. It could what always you mean. be that because I've woken up in situations where I'm like, I don't know how I got here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what decision, like what pathway led me here. I, I have no idea where I am. What the fuck is going on? I thought something else was going on. It's just like a complete mindfuck. Like, what the fuck? I was just talking to someone else. 
and now I'm I'm in the middle of the road. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Life is weird. I thought something else was happening, but it turns out this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's a lot of that. Oh my god, did I smoke crystal map or did <laughs> I just did I just walk into a bar? I have no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. Alright man, with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Alright, yeah. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course, man. Edit it's... the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a loony, but um, I'm, I'm definitely a loony. That's all right, man. I've missed you. I, I've loved catching up, man. Yes, for sure, dude. We should do this again. Yes. Agreed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes. We're just keeping up on our day to day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep campfire tales of the strange and unsettling and that's it until next time i'm ryan i'm jordan and remember campers stay weird and and trust trust in the unknown. unknown